Good morning. Good to see all of you. Another beautiful winter day. Great to be here. Great to worship God. You know, one of the things I love, probably as much as anything, is to hear the uh, personal stories that people have of their journey to faith in Jesus Christ. Every time I, I can be in an environment and just sit and, and talk with uh, fellow believers and, and just hear, you know, all that. We, we, we just come from, you know, so many different backgrounds and experiences and in so many ways, uh, all of our stories have their own unique uh, part to them. You know, maybe what it, what it was that first kind of opened the door for us to begin thinking about God and, and whatever our background might be. We all, you know, we all come from different kinds of religious experiences. And, and, uh, and then there's, there's things that, that uh, you know, experiences that we have in our life that, that are pretty dramatic and maybe sometimes serious that kind of, in a sense, open us up to God and make us realize that we need something greater than ourselves or, or you know, some need that we have in our life that, that really brings to the forefront of our minds our, our, our need of, of God in our life, a relationship with God, and, and, and understanding, understanding God's grace and how much God loves us. I mean, every time I hear that, uh, it just, I love it. And there, there's, always, there's always something that's unique in everybody's story. But the other thing I've found is that there's something that's common in everybody's story. And, and that is the connection that, that we have toward, you know, with, with somebody in our life that, that first talked to us about Jesus Christ and first really introduced us to the whole idea of God loving us and, and, and God caring for us. And, and uh, maybe just building that friendship, that relationship with us where we could we could trust that person enough to ask the questions that maybe we're afraid of, you know, to ask anybody else and not feel judged for asking those questions or put down in any kind of a way. And, 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 and we're, we're, you know, we're treated with respect and, 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 and we respect that person because of what we, you know, what we see in their life. They, they really can be respected. There's a, uh, we see a consistency between their, what they say, their talk, and, and how, how, how they, they live their life. And, so every time I hear that, that, that kind of a connection that's made, it, 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 it motivates me, it encourages me uh, to do everything that I possibly can to, 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 to motivate all of us and to encourage all of us and equip us to build those, those genuine kind, kinds of friendships with people who are, who are still on that spiritual journey that we were once on, ourself, uh, on a, ourselves. And, and, and when I talk about a, a genuine friendship, I'm talking about somebody that, that, that you know, uh, uh, where there, there's, there's trust and, and we're, we're somebody who can be trusted. We're somebody that, uh, th- that we, we have a relationship with, with that person that goes beyond just talking about the surface kind of things where, where we, you know, we really get down to the d- deeper issues of life where we talk about things that, you know, that really do matter. And, and I would say most important of all, when we get to that point of having conversation about spiritual things, conversation about God. See, I, I'm, I'm thoroughly convinced that every single one of us can, can, can have that kind of conversation. It's something that all of us can do. It's not just something that's, that this reserved for somebody who might, might have a title like pastor in front of them or something like that. It's every one of us can do that. One, 
one of my uh, special memories and things I treasure so much with our son Greg, who who worked in a in a you know very secular environment. I remember remember Greg saying. Uh, you know, Dad, the F word's used a lot around here, you know, and he said that might be a little surprise to you, you know, he was trying to help me understand what the real world is like out there, and, and, uh, and he said, and, 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 and it's pretty brutal here, and he, he, was, he was a lawyer, he was in that kind of a, kind of an, an, an business environment, and, and, and then to find out after Greg died, you know, the the number of people who told me that he, told, he was totally open about his faith in Jesus Christ in that environment. They all knew it. He talked to them about it. And I go, you know what? That's something that all of us can do. All of us. And, you know, what really excites me is to realize that the multiplying effect of, of, of many of us doing, doing that, kind of, that kind of a thing. But you know what else I know? I know that talking to another person about your faith in Jesus Christ can be very intimidating, right? I mean, and, and for some of you, it might just give you a whole bunch of angst where you, you would say to me, Steve, I can, I, I can build friendship with people who don't share my faith in Jesus Christ, but talk to them about my faith? There's, th that's another matter. You know, I, 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 I'm just convinced that I'd blow it the first time I opened my mouth. I'd say the wrong thing. I'd say, I'd say it the wrong way. You know, it's too big of a risk and I'm not going to take that risk. I don't, anybody kind of identify with that a little bit kind of, kind of deal? You know, a little intimidating. Now, I totally understand. I believe you. I do. Believe me. I, I, I've been there many, many, many times in my own life where I've hesitated to say something to somebody about my faith in Christ. I, I knew it was the right moment. I could just feel like there was an open door but there was something in me that just kind of pushed back, and I didn't say anything, and I always regretted that. But I, I also know this, all right? I know that it can be one of the most rewarding experiences that any one of us could possibly have. And I know that because I've done it enough times in my life, and I've had so many times when I've talked to somebody else about my faith in Jesus Christ, where they didn't get upset with me, they didn't get mad at me, they instead thanked me that I cared enough for them that I would actually, I would actually talk to them about my faith in Jesus Christ. And then I've had a bunch of times where I've seen somebody respond and, and, and trust in Jesus Christ, and I've had the absolute joy of seeing them begin that relationship with, with God. And so... When I think about all of that, <laughs> there's this stubborn part of me that, that uh, wants to keep on doing everything I can possibly do to, to, to help you take that risk, to step out and do what can be, what can be so intimidating. But here's, here's the deal, everybody. What I've realized, and I've realized that probably more in the last year, and as part of me is kind of like, well, why is it taking me this long? I, I, I realize that it's not enough for me to do a, to, to talk about this like once or twice a year and, 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 and that's it. And then expect that we're all going to walk out of the, you know, I, I can do a sermon on it. And you're all going to walk out of this door and the rest of the year you're going to be having conversations with people uh, about Jesus Christ, your faith in Christ. I just, you know, I realize that's not being very realistic at all. And this is just something that can 
It can just leak out sometimes before you even get out the door and before you drive out of the, out of the parking lot. Am I right? I mean, it's, isn't that, it's kind of easy, isn't it? So that's why I'm going to take three Sundays to talk about this. And it's not going to be the only time I'm going to talk about it. But I'm going to take three Sundays right in a row, and I'm going to, I'm going to just spend some time helping equip all of us to be able to talk, to have that conversation with other people about our faith in Jesus Christ. And so this, what, I, what I'm going to do today, this is going to be kind of like uh, uh, motivate you to do it, motivate you to come back next Sunday and the Sunday after, all right? So today I'm going to talk about why, why it's so important for us to have that conversation. Next Sunday I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about your, uh, uh, the, the whole thing of, of, of your own story, uh, Every single one of us, like I said, every single one of us have our own story of how we came to faith in Jesus Christ. It has its own uniqueness about it. But one of the things that I've found over and over again is, is that sometimes it's so easy to think to ourselves, well, you know, what, what's my story going to do? You know, you, 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 it's, so I want to convince you that your story can really have an impact on other people. Believe me, it really can. And then the third thing, uh, the third Sunday, I, I'm just going to uh, give to you an outline, uh, talk through with what's most important to talk with another person about when you, when you want to explain to them what it, means to have, what it means to have God's forgiveness and eternal life through Jesus Christ, how that's possible, how God's made, made that possible, okay? So today we're going to begin uh, with, a, with a why why it's so important to have these conversations. So why, why take the time to learn how to do this well? You know, why? You know, why do it? And why take the risk? And here's the reason, everybody. And, and you just want to write this down because I'm going to put it up on the screen once, and that's why, you know, if I had hit, I should have had the ESO up here today, and I would have written it down for you so you'd see it through the whole sermon but it's the transforming power of God's love. That's, that's, that's what I want you to walk out of here today and, and remember. If there's anything else, just to remember that. The, the transforming power of God's love, the, the incredible potential of what God can do through you in, in the life of another person. And not, not, not only the difference that you can make for their lifetime on this earth, but the difference you can make for them for all of eternity. So the transforming power of God's love working through you into the life of, of another person. Now, I think one of the things that's often missed or not understood or thought about all that much is that the Bible at its core is really a story about God's love for people. It really is. At its core. That's what the Bible's all about. It's all about God's love for people. And, and as you're sitting out, out, out here this morning, you might be saying to yourself, well, that's, you know what, Steve, that's new information for me. And if you and I could have a conversation, you'd say that the idea of God loving anybody had never occurred to you. You've, you've, you've never thought of God in this personal kind of a way. For, for, you, for you, God's always been more distant or, or more removed, 
more or less uninvolved in the human race. It, it might be that you've watched like a lot of Star Wars movies. So, you know, like for God for you is only like the force out there and, and he's never, there's nothing personal about God to you. you never, you've never thought of God loving anybody in a, in a very personal way. Or it might be, and, and this to me is one of the saddest things that can happen, and I've had enough conversations with people to know that it happens more often than I'd ever, ever wish it would. Ever, I mean, it, it just saddens me every time I hear it, is somebody who grew up in a home whose parents might, been, might have been very religious, or they grew up in a, you know, went to church all their life, but the, the, the idea that they were given of God from their parents or from their church wasn't that God, you know, that God wasn't, that God was loving, but instead it was that God was very kind of mean and cruel. And, and, and so you might, you might be coming with that in your own life today, and it might have been very hard for you to even have come here this morning. And so there's one thing that I hope for you, and it, it, it's for you to be able to leave here today knowing that God's deeply in, involved in your life, and God loves you, and God wants the very best for you for every day of, of your life on this earth and for all of eternity. And honestly, that's why I'm taking the time I am today and, and for the next two Sundays to talk about what I'm talking about. Because I want those of us who believe what we believe in Jesus Christ to be able to, to, be able to explain it to other people in as, as clear a way as possible because I believe in this, I believe in it so deeply. I believe in it so much. I want everybody to be able to understand that. I want you to understand that if you don't understand that today as you've come here, if you only heard the opposite or experienced the opposite. Or it might be, okay? It might be that you've heard about God's love your whole life. And you might be saying, well, Steve, this isn't new information to me. I've, I've always known this. I've always known the difference that God, God's love can make in somebody's life. God's done that for me. I've, I, I've experienced it for years. I know this, Steve. I, I, you know, I don't think I really need to listen to what you're going to say today. If you're thinking that, let me ask you some questions, Okay? Let me ask you some questions. And they're pretty pointed, okay? How much has this impacted your love for people? You know, your own love. How much has it motivated you to build relationships, friendships with people who are far from God and then actually get to that point where you're having conversations with them about your faith in Jesus Christ? When's the last time you've done that? Okay. How often are you praying for people you know are far from God? Do you know them by name and are you praying for them? You know, one of the things that happened for me after, after our son Greg died is that he had all of these friends that he had talked to about his faith in Jesus Christ. And he had, he had five very of his closest friends. And, and, and God gave me the opportunity to just pick up where, where Greg had left off and, and to continue having conversations with them about Jesus Christ. You know, how much is that a part of your life? Is there anybody that you've written off because you've thought to yourself, there isn't a, there isn't a chance in the world that they're going to ever want to have a relationship with God? Have you written anybody off? See, I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. 
I think the love of God is something that you and I need to hear again and again. We need to be reminded of God's great love for people and the transforming power of God's love. We need to, we need to be reminded of the amazing potential for every person, no matter how far they are from God. So we don't want to just get stuck seeing people the way they are right now. We want to see people the way they can become through Jesus Christ. And any, that can happen to anybody. Okay? The, the, the thing that, that is so wonderful and important to know is that this is what Jesus Christ was all about. That's why he came to earth. He was all about transforming the lives of people through the power of God's love. And, and the thing that just impresses me about Jesus Christ is, is how intentional he was about doing this. And, and, and when I mean intentional, I mean it in a very simple way. He was intentional in spending time with people who were far from God. Okay? In fact, he did it so much, he, he got criticized for that about as much as anything else. And an example of this that I, I want us to see is found in the 15th chapter of Luke's Gospel. And, 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 it, and it all begins, that chapter begins with people, uh, with Jesus spending time with people who were anything but respect, uh, religious, and they were certainly not respected by a whole lot of people. And I don't know if you're familiar with this chapter, but Luke identifies them as tax collectors and sinners. Tax collectors and sinners. And if you haven't read the Bible before and you haven't read that chapter of Luke's Gospel, you might be thinking to yourself, what's with the tax collectors? You know, what's with the IRS? You know, are they all evil? You know, and, and no, here, here, here's the deal, okay? Back then, tax, uh, the, the nation of Israel was, was under the power of the Roman government, and, and tax collectors were hated by everybody. It was like everybody loved to hate the tax collectors because what they did was they had this arrangement with the Roman government where they could collect as much taxes as they wanted. That they knew how much the, the government wanted, but they could collect as much as they wanted and then they could keep everything else for themselves. So they were, they were like crooks, okay? They were bad guys through and through. And, and so, you know, to be very honest... Uh, the, these tax collectors and sinners that Jesus spent time with, they were the kind of people you, you, we probably would not really enjoy an evening with all that much. Like at the end of a five-day week, they probably wouldn't be the people that we would say, oh, let's go out and have some fun with them, okay? Let's spend an evening together. They, they were dishonest. They were immoral. They were coarse. They were vulgar. They are exactly the kind of person that we might think to ourselves wouldn't have any interest in anything spiritual. But they did. And they were a huge distraction for these religious leaders. But what really irritated them and distracted these religious leaders even more is that Jesus obviously cared for these people and he wanted to spend time with him. And so they're shaking their heads and they're talking to each other in muffled tones and criticizing Jesus. And Jesus knows they're doing this. So he calls them together and he said, let me tell you three stories. And, uh, and, and you, may, you might know these stories well. The first story was about a man who lost 
He had 100 sheep, and he lost one of them, and he left 99 of them in the pasture, and he went out and he searched until he found that one lost sheep, and he brought it home, and he had a party to celebrate. (laughs) The other story was about a woman who had 10 coins, 10 coins in her house, and somehow she lost one of them, and, and, and her house was fairly dark and dusty, and so she got a candle, and she got a broom, and she carefully and persistently just swept thoroughly throughout her whole house until she found that one coin, and she was so excited about it. She called, she went out to all her neighbors, and she said, rejoice with me, I found my coin. You know, and, you know I, I remember reading that and going, boy, you know, that would be kind of weird to do, like me run out of my house and say, I found my dime, you know. Um, but, 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 but that was a whole different deal back then. And, and then there, he told this story about a father who had two sons, and he lost one of those sons because one of those sons came to him one day and said, I, I want to get my inheritance early. And it, I mean, it was heartbreaking for him to say that to his dad. It was like saying, Dad, I wish you were dead now so I could have all my money. But he he asked his dad for that, and his dad gave it to him. And his dad was so worried for him because he knew his son what he was going to do with it. And sure enough, he went off to another country. He wasted it all in an immoral and, and foolish lifestyle until he came to that point one day where he was so destitute that he was eating the the food of pigs that he was feeding because he had become, I mean, he, was, he had nothing left. And, and he finally said to himself one day, you know what? I have sinned against God. I've sinned against my father. I'd be better off to go home and, and at least just be a servant to my father. And then he, I mean, it's a great story. He comes home and, and to his amazement, his dad is like at the end of the driveway waiting for him, which I think he'd been doing every day, just going out and hoping his son would come back. And his dad just welcomes him with open arms and just laughs at his son when his son said, you know, I'll be your servant if I could just live here. And his dad said, what are you talking about? You're my son. You're always going to be my son. And he had a big party to celebrate. Easy stories to understand what they were all about. Um, Jesus was, was, was saying to these, to these religious leaders, these poor people that you're criticizing me f- for spending time with, they're, they're suffering from lostness. And, and I like the shepherd and I like the lady who lost the coin and, and I like the father who lost his son. I'm seeking these people. And so don't criticize me for spending time with them. I don't care how many times I've heard that, those stories. I don't care how many times I've read that chapter in Luke's gospel. I don't think I can re- be reminded of this often enough. That's why Jesus Christ came. It's to find people who were far from God. It's for every person possible to experience the transforming power of God's love in their lives. That's why he came and that's why we're here. That's why we're here. But you know what? The thing to know, and I'm, I'm convinced this is key, everybody. I think this is like the major part of this story. Jesus saw what could happen in the life of each one of those tax collectors and sinners. 
He, he knew what the power of God's love could do for every single one of them. And this is the key thing for all of us to see in every person we know who's far from God, to, to see the potential for what God can do in and through that person, to see that it's absolutely incredible. I know it's true for me. It is so easy to to get stuck in what I see in somebody's life right now, to think that there's, there's no way that they're going to be anything other than they are right now, when the truth is there's every reason to believe that they can be transformed by the power of God's love. That's why I, I'm, you know, I, I love the story of Zacchaeus. Uh, Heard this story when I was a kid, sang songs about, you know, about it. And did you know Zacchaeus was one of those tax collectors? Read about him in Luke chapter 19. He was one of those bad guys. He was one of those guys everybody loved to hate. He's a bad guy. He was not a good guy. And he lived in the city of Jericho, and he was a, he was a pretty short guy. And so when, when Jesus came to Jericho, he, he couldn't see above everybody's head, so he climbed up a tree. It's a fun story. It's a true story. I mean, someday we're going we're gonna to meet this guy, Zacchaeus. I mean, imagine that in heaven. Oh, you're Zacchaeus. Oh, yeah, I recognize you. You're pretty short, you know. And, 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 and he was up in the tree. And Jesus didn't walk right past him. Jesus stopped. By the tree, he looked up and he said, Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your house today. I remember hearing that as a kid. I'm coming to your house today. And, and, and so Zacchaeus climbs down that tree and Jesus walks off with him to the house. And guess what everybody in the crowd did? At least a bunch of the people in the crowd. They start grumbling and mumbling. And, you know, look at what he's doing again. He's going off and he's spending time with a sinner. Why is he doing that? And I love how the day ended because this is what it's all about. Jesus spends a day with this guy, Zacchaeus, and at the end of the day, Luke writes, Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord and to everybody else in his house, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I'm going to pay back four times the amount. He was a transformed man. He was a different guy. He was changed. His heart was changed. Jesus has done that to millions of people. He's still doing that today. And that's what Jesus Christ can do for every person you know, no matter how far that person is from God right now. We've got to keep remembering that. And here's what really makes this great. It doesn't stop with life on earth. There's, there's all of eternity for every one of us to realize the, the unlimited potential of what God can do in us and through us, what God can do in the life of any person we know who's far from him right now. See, Jesus Christ made it very clear that every single person will spend all of eternity in one of two places, only two, heaven or hell. Within a minute, every person will know beyond any doubt where they are and where they're going to spend all of eternity. And there will be no second chance, one place or the other, for all of eternity. You know what? It is not easy to think about this, is it? But we need to. 
Because if we don't, then, then we will not have any sense of urgency to talk with people we know about their need of God's forgiveness and God's grace through Jesus Christ. See, I can't stand the idea of anybody spending an eternity in hell. Everything in me wants the very opposite for every person I know. I, I want them to spend an eternity with God in heaven. I want to, them to experience the, a life of absolute perfection and joy and for, fulfillment forever, forever, for all of eternity. I think, I think one of the most amazing descriptions of what will be in heaven is what John wrote in, in the first of his letters at the end of the New Testament when he said this. I mean, it's just mind-blowing. Blowing. He, said, he said, dear friends, now we are children of God and what we will be has not yet been made known, but we know that when he appears, Jesus appears, we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. So important to think about this. To think of what God can do in the life of every person you know, no matter how far that person is from God right now for eternity. And, and to think of the joy that could be yours to see this person in heaven someday because, in part at least, because you love them and you included them in your life. And when the opportunity came, you talked with them about your faith in Jesus Christ. See, everybody, I know I, I need to often give myself time to do a reality check on life and think about the truth that every person I know will spend eternity in either heaven or hell. And, and then to put this up against the things that concern me in a week's time. I mean, it's important to think about this, really. I mean, think about the things that matter most to you. What is it that you think about the most? What do you devote yourself to? What, what takes your time and your emotional energy? And, and, and let me just put it this way. What gets you all twisted out of shape sometimes? And then ask yourself, where in all of this does the eternal life of people fit? People I know. People I work with, uh, live by, talk with every day, do business with, in all of the things that have my attention, that are so important to me, where does this fit in my life? You see, everybody, here's what's possible. It's possible for you and I to know that God loves people, but only know this in our heart. Somehow it's, or in our head, and, and, and somehow it's never gotten down to our heart. You know, we're, 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 we're loving spiritually lost people enough to, to pursue friendship with them and, and, and welcome them into our lives and help them understand how true it is that God really loves them. You know, you know I thought about this this last week. I think one good little checkpoint for us on this one to see how well we're doing is when is the last time that you have had friends over who do not share your faith in Jesus Christ invited them into your home to spend an evening with you or called them up to go to a movie with you 
You know what I'm talking about? Where you're actually spending time together. I think one of the things that can happen so easily for us as followers of Jesus Christ is we enjoy being together, and it's a great thing to be together, but we can spend all of our time together, and, and we can forget about all of the people who need to have our friendship and our love and our care, and I'm talking genuine friendship and love and care. We just finished a series on, on, on three anchors uh, where we talked about what's needed for all of us to keep from drifting and, and instead be thriving in our spiritual lives. And Jeff talked about the third of those anchors last Sunday is for us to get on mission where, to, where we join God in his purposes for the sake of others, where we get involved in what matters most to God. And, and a major part of this is what, I talked, what I'm talking about today, I'm going to talk about for the next two Sundays. That's, that's what we're talking about, getting on mission. And I can tell you, everybody, I know this for a fact because I've experienced it, and I've experienced it more than a few times. If you want a life that's thriving, there isn't anything that's going to give you greater joy than seeing the difference that God's love can make in the life of another person. The, the, the joy of knowing that they're going to spend eternity at all of heaven. I mean, think of somebody that you know right now, someone who's far, far from God. And then think of this person understanding God's love as a result of you loving them and caring for them and telling them of God's grace through Jesus Christ. And, and, and then think of what would happen if this person said, you know what, I get it. I understand it. I do want Jesus Christ to become my Savior. I do want to trust in him and what he did for me on the cross. I mean, think of, think of the joy of seeing that happen and, and the difference that this would make in their life, not only during their lifetime on earth, but for all of eternity. And not only the difference that it would make in their life, but the potential of all the other people whose lives they would impact. I mean, think, think of a father or mother coming to faith in Jesus Christ and then going home and sharing it with, with their children. I mean, the, the, the truth is that multiple generations could be affected by you having that conversation with one person and that one person making the decision to trust in Jesus Christ. See, don't underestimate what you can do. And then, I mean, I think about this. I, I, I think about this a lot. I think of different people that God has given me the opportunity to have this conversation, and, and they, they said, I get it, and I, I want Jesus Christ to be my Savior, and they, they asked him to become their Savior. And I, I have thought to myself so many times, just think how much fun it's going to be in heaven <laughs> to know that person forever and to be able to think to yourself, you know, man, I just had one, I had a little part to play in them understanding God's grace through Jesus Christ. I just, I just, I mean, I just think, man, heaven's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be great, but you know what's going to make it great? Really great? It's all the other people there that you had a part in helping be there. I just, I don't know, doesn't get any better. So I think you've got good reason to come back next Sunday and the Sunday after I, I, I can say it with total confidence. It'll be worth your time, okay? All right, let's pray.
Let's pray. Father, I, uh, I thank you so much for the people in my life who love me enough to have those conversations with me. I thank you, Father, for all of us. I bet, I bet God, every person, every one of us in here, in this room right now, who know Jesus Christ as our Savior, I bet every single one of us, it's because of somebody who had a conversation with us, who took the risk. And God, I pray that you would, you would just help us to love people more. That's simple, just love people more. Love them so much that we can't help but have that conversation because we care so deeply. For your glory, in Christ's name, amen.